Well, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we've, we've talked about, as we continue to look at prayer, we've talked about uh, what is prayer. Just giving you a basic definition that the Bible gives us, it, that prayer is just asking God to do something. His most basic form. Uh, we've talked about the importance of prayer, that it is one of the greatest blessings for the Christian. That's something that the, the church has and should labor to be strong in from the early church, to the leaders of the church, to God commanding all of us to be devoted to these things, to, to go move towards, to be strong uh, in them. And then we've looked at, well, what are the hindrances to prayer? And we saw the danger of prayer ADD. Uh, that you can be distracted from prayer by things like abundance. Uh, When we've got too much, we don't pray. Uh, We can be hindered from prayer by doubt, that when we doubt, we don't pray. And we can be hindered uh, by our disobedience, that if we're holding to sin, we will not be a prayerful people. Those are all things that the Bible, I mean, of course, we'd had plenty of, other hindrances that we could possibly add to that. Those are three things that specifically the Bible mentions. Here are things that hinder you uh, from prayer. And so as we're bound to God's word, we'll at least look, we at least looked at those, uh, those three things, all of them warned about in scripture as things that get in the way of prayer. But now we get to what we've all been waiting for, right? Now we get to the how-tos of prayer. We're going to get into the how to do it. Uh, And to do that, we're going to turn to Jesus's first teachings on prayer. This is in Matthew chapter 6. So this is the first time Jesus in Matthew, he's just beginning really his public ministry here in Matthew. First set of sermons, he's on the mount. Remember from last week, we saw his last sermon is also going to be on a mountain in Galilee. But here, Matthew uh, 6, he's he's partway through it and he begins to teach the disciples about prayer and look at what he says. So let's stand in the honor of reading God's word. uh, And as we have just sung that we would be uh, open to righteous instruction. That's what, this is what we're about to get. We're about to be guided by the righteous one. Uh, And so we're about to get to put to practice uh, what we just uh, sang about. Let's see what the Lord would have us learn or have his disciples learn about prayer and what we can learn from that. So beginning in verse five, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they'll be heard by their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. 
But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let's pray. Father, we do come to you and we have this one request that you would teach us from your word today. That you would be so gracious as to teach your children. That your Holy Spirit would convict us of things in our life that we need to be rid of, of things that we need to change. That he would encourage us in ways we've already been faithful that we didn't even know about. How you were teaching us these things uh, as, as, as cooing to infants. And, and Father, we, we know some of them and, and now we've got sure biblical footing for those things. And, and Father, I pray that we would honor you in what our hearts are thinking about your word already. And not just about your word, but about you through your word. That we are treasuring you as we treasure the word that you've given us as your children. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. So now here we are. Jesus' first teaching on prayer. First, what's he going to teach us, right? What's the first thing he's going to teach his people on prayer? And you'll notice, interestingly enough, the first thing Jesus teaches his disciples isn't how to pray. The first thing Jesus teaches isn't how to pray. He first teaches them what? How not to pray. That's the first thing he teaches his disciples. He doesn't, he doesn't go to them and, and, and the first thing he's teaching them be, uh, as he's got all these people gathered on the mountain, the first thing he doesn't tell them isn't what to do, but what not to do. And the Bible actually has quite a bit to say about how not to pray. And so... Uh, the first things Jesus taught about prayer are how not to do it. So when I was going through and thinking, well, what should be the first things we teach on prayer? I went, well, it should apparently be how not to do it because that's what Jesus did. Now, so I can't say, well, Jesus, you probably should wait to the nots to later, you know, begin with something positive. Uh, so if Jesus begins with how not to pray, that's how we're going to begin. Uh, and so as we begin this section on, on, on the how-to's, of prayer that will run for for several weeks and will include an in-depth look at the Lord's Prayer, we'll look at all of the ways that the Bible says not to pray. Uh, Just like Jesus, before we get into the how-dos, we're going to look at the how-don'ts and and see uh, what we can learn. Uh, And so if you just, just looking at this passage in Matthew 6, right? Just beginning here. Yeah, it's Matthew 6, known for the Lord's Prayer. But peppered before and after the Lord's Prayer are Jesus' warnings about how not to pray. And the first thing we're going to see from from Jesus is that we're to not pray in order to be seen by others. Don't pray to be seen by others. So this section in Matthew 6, really all of this, before the Lord's Prayer, before prayer in general, this whole section here, where Jesus is talking, is a section about the danger of doing things to be seen by others. There's multiple things that he talks about right before this, doing things in order to be seen as a good person or as a righteous person. Right before talking about prayer, he, if you're looking at your Bibles, he talked about uh, giving, that you don't give in order to be seen by others. You'll see several words repeated from there, repeated in the prayer section. You'll see things like, to be seen. You'll see things like do it in secret. Uh, And so right before prayer, he says, don't give to be seen by others, but instead give in secret. And right after prayer, He's going to move to fasting and say, don't, don't fast to be seen by others. Remember, with your, he said your hair all messed up and your, your face all sort of sad. You know, or you're almost, it's like when you ever had someone like who's upset 
and they don't want to tell you they're upset, but they put it very obviously in their attitude and on their face. You know, they're just kind of like, huh, like, okay, what's wrong? Uh, what's wrong, child, normally, right? They're just pouting. They just don't do that, right? Don't, don't fast. They're like, oh, I'm just fasting today. Uh, instead, you know, put oil on, you know, make yourself happy. Uh, oh, it's so tough to be righteous. Like, don't, don't do that. Instead, he says, fast in secret. So, so these ideas, you know, this prayer section is not just sort of thrown in here. It's in a whole section about not doing things to be seen by others, but instead doing them uh, to be seen by God, doing them in secret to be seen by God. And, and here we see that same warning. Don't do things to be seen by others. Do things to be seen by God. We see that same warning as it applies to prayer. He says, don't pray to be seen by others others now this is funny because if you look at normal so let's remember undoing everything we've ever been taught about prayer and some of the things that we've struggled with and it's interesting when you compare like typically to Matthew chapter 6 people are always trying to get others to pray in front of other people uh it's as if it is some sort of sign of spiritual growth but the but the first teaching we see from Jesus about prayer is a warning literally about praying in front of others of the danger that can come in praying in front of others it, it it's Christ, so christians for one are never commanded to pray in front of others but they are warned about the dangers that come with praying in front of people and there are no for example there are no warnings in the bible about hey church you know why don't you pray in front of other people but there are warnings about hey you better be careful about praying in front of others. Yet, we think the typical church life, and when I grew up, it was the same way. We as the church, as Christ church, instead of, instead of seeing that, paralleling Matthew 6, when I was growing up, we thought the greater danger wasn't praying in front of others. We thought the greater danger was, wait, why aren't you praying in front of others? We thought the greater threat was being someone who didn't pray out loud, that, that not praying was more of a problem than praying. You're not sure about this? Let me ask you this. Has anyone ever asked you, why don't you pray out loud? Now, let me ask you this. Go to Matthew 6. Has anyone ever asked you, why do you, why do you so quickly pray out loud? So Matthew 6, we get this warning about, Don't quickly pray to be seen by others. But I've had people ask me, why don't you pray out loud? Or why didn't you pray out loud? But how many times has anyone ever come to you and said, hey, I noticed you pray out loud quickly. You know, uh, you should, do you know Matthew 6 says to be very cautious uh, about those sorts of things. So what, why look at that? Because that shows for us that even though Jesus warns us about the dangers that can come in praying in front of others, we feel the greater fear The greater danger is not to pray out loud. But the first thing that Jesus teaches us about prayer ever is a warning. Don't pray to be seen by others. Look at Matthew uh, 6, 5. That's where he says it. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand up and pray in the synagogues. That would be their version of the church synagogue where you get together and ecclesia the gathering of people the called out ones whatever that's 
and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So here, the first thing Jesus teaches us about prayer is there is a common temptation that we must avoid when it comes to praying. And he says, when you pray, don't be like hypocrites. Well, what do hypocrites like to do? He says, hypocrites love to stand and pray in church. And they love to stand and pray on the street corners. Now, is Christ forbidding these people? Is he saying, don't stand and pray in church, right? Is it, or is this going to be a situation where we're going to say, all right, guys, we're about to pray, so everybody sit. Because uh, Jesus said, and well, he says not to do it in church, so let's go outside of the church. We'll sit outside of the church and pray because Jesus says, don't stand in the church and, and, and pray. Is he for, forbidding us to, 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 to pray out loud or to pray in public? No, the problem, it's not the standing. And it's not the praying out loud that is a problem. The praying out loud might just be showing you the root, uh, might be showing you uh, or hinting at a root problem. Because why do the hypocrites do these things? He says they love to stand in the church and pray. They love to stand on the street corners and pray. Why? That they might be seen by others. They want to be seen. Just like in giving, why did they go up and make a big display of the giving? Because they wanted people to see them give. Why did they make a display of fasting? Why did they tussle their hair? Why did they look glum? Because they wanted to, they wanted to be seen by others. Look at how righteous I am. I'm doing this outward thing. But Jesus is warning the disciples here, that's not just a temptation for the hypocrites. This is a common enough temptation for us that the first thing Jesus teaches his disciples about prayer and the first thing he warns us is about when you pray, your mind had better not be on others. On wanting to specifically be seen by others. To want people to see us, to want people to recognize us as righteous because we're, we're a prayer or anything like that. We're a giver, we're a prayer, we're a faster. So when Jesus says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, well, what is it that the hypocrites do? He says, the hypocrites love to be seen while they pray. They're the ones who want others to see them pray. And so they'll be, I mean, they'll be the first ones to pray at the synagogue, the first ones to pray on the street corner because they want to be seen by people as praying people. That's their desire. And so what does the Lord say? What does he say has happened? He says, truly, I say to you, what? They have received their reward. Well, what's he talking about there? Well, what were they wanting when they prayed? They wanted to be seen. That was the whole reason they prayed. That, that, that they've already received their reward because that's really what they were asking for. They weren't asking for what they were praying about. They weren't even thinking about what they were praying about. They were thinking about being seen by others. Now, they might be asking for something in prayer because they're not going to get up and pray, Lord, help me to be seen by others. Uh, but the Lord is saying, I know what they're really wanting And what they really wanted was to be seen. That was their real concern. That was their real wish that others would see what they were doing and think highly of them. So the first warning is don't pray to be seen by others. But instead what? 
Pray to be seen by God alone. Pray to be seen by God alone. We see this in verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who's in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So instead of, instead of, so notice the difference. They love to go to this, the church and pray. They love to pray at church. They love to pray even on the street corners. Like these people, I mean, bold prayers, right? I'm going to be on the street corner, like, uh, you know, praying. This is, there, there's boldness here. He says, instead of doing that, the exact opposite of that is what? I want you to go to your room. Now, remember, most first century houses, they didn't have like, it wasn't like a four bedroom house. Like you might have a room. You might have a room uh, with a door. Uh, you know, everyone didn't have their separate bedrooms. They often, the whole family would sleep on the same bed or in the same room. Just lots of awkward. Uh, and so when he says, go to your room, there's a room that they might have where they could shut a door. He said, I want you to go to the most private place possible in your entire world. The most secret place you could have. In other words, He's, he's trying to show, now Jesus is not commanding us, of course, here, this is how we all have to pray. Guys, we're going to pray, so I need everyone to pick a room in the church. No one go in there. We're all going to go in there. And what's he trying to show? I want to get you as far away from worrying about being seen by others as humanly possible. So go, go to your inner room. Go, go far away and there, that's where I want you to pray to your father who's where? In secret. Because who's the one you can't get away from? God. If you're wanting to be heard by God and you're like, well, I, I want to make sure I'm not, you know, praying to be seen by others. Well, we can guarantee it. I want you to go to the place where the only person that could possibly see you is God. And when you pray, he's there. And if that's who you care about, then that'll be enough. And what's funny, we, we actually see people praying in their inner rooms before in scripture if you remember uh, Elisha and the Shunammite son remember that story in second kings the boy is dead and Elisha is going to raise him from the dead it says so uh, second kings 433 so he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord so here Elisha is praying uh, he goes in just him and the dead boy shuts the door and prays to the Lord He's not making a big display. I'm about to, about to raise the dead here. I'm going to open the door. So we can hear my great raising the dead prayer. And Jesus says the same thing. Go to God in secret and God will reward you. And notice a threefold level of secrecy here. To your room. Shut the door. In secret. This section on not doing things to be seen by others, whether giving or praying or fasting, each of those places an emphasis on doing things in secret, not because others shouldn't know about them, but that if your desire is righteousness, take heart. You don't need to do righteous things in front of others. God can see you in the secret places. So in the giving or the fasting or all of these, like, like you don't have to, others don't have to see your righteousness for you to be rewarded by the Lord. So others don't have to hear your prayers for your prayer to be effective. And what he's saying is, if you, if you wouldn't do that, 
If you don't do these, if you're, if you're not pursuing righteousness when no one is around, be it giving or fasting or praying, if, you're, if you do not pray, if you don't seek that righteousness when, everyone, when no one else is around, then it must not be righteousness that you really care about. If you don't pray when anyone is around, then you don't need to be standing up and praying in church or on the street corner because God is just as much there when no one else is. And if you don't pray when it's only you and God, then when you're, when you're praying, it must not be God that you want to be seen by because you don't pray when it's just him and you, but you do pray when it's you and other people. And, he, and, and Jesus is saying, if that's the case, then it would be better for you to sit down and be quiet than to stand and pray here if you don't stand and pray when no one else is around. And when you look at the life of Jesus, this is what he modeled. I mean, Jesus' typical prayer life was alone. It was alone. In fact, most of Jesus' recorded prayers, in fact, you would be hard, you, you would have an argument that if any of his recorded prayers were prayed out loud. Most of Jesus' prayers recorded in the Bible, he wasn't just alone. Not like Jesus was trying to pray and people weren't with him. Jesus intentionally got alone. Where he went from being with people to only being with God, which doesn't surprise us that Jesus did what he instructed his people to do, right? Jesus was not a hypocrite who told his people to do one thing, but then he's like, but excuse me while I stand on this mountain and give you some good stuff here. Take, for example, Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Mark 1.35, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and prayed. In fact, Jesus would leave the large gathering, would leave the large group of people and go to pray by himself. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. He would, Matthew, Luke 6, he's with a group of people. He withdraws from those people and he, he doesn't just do that. It says he would do that, implying this is something he did often. In fact, there are times that Jesus specifically tells people, hey, don't go with me, right? Like, it, it, at the garden in Gethsemane, you know, we like to think, well, the, Jesus is trying to pray with the disciples and the disciples keep falling asleep. Matthew chapter 26, it tells us, verse 36, then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. It's interesting. Not a single time in Jesus' life do you ever see Jesus say, our common theme when we begin, let's pray, right? When you go through all the prayers of Jesus, you can find a handful of times that Jesus prayed even with others. For Jesus, prayer was most often a secret, private thing which again, isn't surprising. That's what he says in Matthew chapter six. It would be weird for him to say pray in secret, but then not see him do it. Most of Jesus' prayer life was him doing what he said to do. Go be alone with God and have a time to pray. 
So what is Jesus' first command about prayer? Pray like this. Pray to be seen by God, not by others. He says, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. People people have a temptation to like to pray out loud in order to be seen by others, in order to be heard by them. But our desires when we pray should be, I want to be heard by God. Now, why did Jesus tell us that it was okay to pray alone? He says, because when you're alone, you're not alone. Pray to your father who's in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. If we think we have to have people hear us to see God do something great, if we have to have people see us so that we can get something out of prayer, then we're seeking the wrong thing from prayer. If you want to be seen by others, that's your desire. If your desire is to be seen, well, then rejoice. Your prayers are answered. You've been seen as you prayed. You've got your reward. You were seen. But but Jesus is saying, what a sad reward. What a sad reward that would be. What is the great power of prayer? When I pray, people see me. What a sad reward. But if instead you're seeking other things, if you're seeking things beyond just being seen by other people, by mere man, if your desire, if you are asking for great and mighty things of God, maybe you're asking God, God, make me up. Maybe you're alone and you're going. No one knows what you're asking. No one knows what your desires are. And you're saying, God, make me a better dad. I want to be a better father. I know where I failed. No one hears that prayer. No one knows what you're wanting. No one knows you're the type of dad who's praying to be a better dad. Who cares that no one else knows? Do you know who does know? Your father. Who sees in secret. And he will reward you. Maybe you're praying, God, make me a better husband. Make me a better friend. Make me a better church member. Make me a better pastor. Make me whatever. You can know that if no one else knows you prayed that, that when you go to God, he sees your secret prayer and he will reward you. He'll answer you. So take heart, Christian. Your father sees in secret. And he doesn't just see you. He knows you. He knows what you're wanting. He knows what you're wanting for your life. He knows what you're wanting for your family. He knows what you're wanting for your future. And he's the only one that matters that they know. Because he's the only one that can really do anything about it. And he will reward you. You know, how small that we would pray because we want to be seen by other people. When we get the chance to be seen and heard by God. To be rewarded by God. 
I mean, why, why would we ever settle for someone hearing how great my prayers are? Why would we ever think that's anything compared to, to, to going and having the Lord see us and hear us? Why would that ever be a temptation? And if we really believe this, if we believed what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 6 here, people would have to drag us out of our private prayers. Because we'd be saying, wait, I'm being seen by God. <laughs> He's, God is hearing me. And again, this doesn't limit praying in public. Because it's not, it's not saying God only sees your prayers in secret. He's saying, take heart. If God sees your prayers in secret, he's going to see your prayers when you're driving down the road. He's going to see your prayers when you're on the street corner. He's going to see your prayers when you're in the synagogue. But it reorients our focus. It reorients what we're supposed to be thinking about. Our wish, our want. What do we desire? I want to be seen by God and I am seen by God because of Jesus Christ. And so what do I do? I pray to him. Not to the people around me, to him. And I know I can take heart that even if none of you was around, even if no one else were here, God would see and know and answer. So that's the first thing Jesus teaches us on prayer here is about the common temptation that comes with praying out loud and the great confidence we can have when we pray in secret. So what's Jesus' first instruction on prayer? Don't pray to be seen by others. Instead, pray to be seen by God. Instead of, instead of, instead of praying at church or on the street corner, pray alone. Just you and God praying alone carries all of the reward and less of the temptation. It's interesting, as, as I was working on this, I realized I've never had anyone ask me if it is okay to pray in front of other people. That's why I, I posted that this Sunday we're going to answer the question, is it okay to pray out loud? Because you would think there would be people who would read Matthew 6 and go, Jesus says, don't stand and pray in church and go and pray in secret. Is it okay that we pray? You would think someone would think that, that someone would go, he says not to do this. You know, at some point we would stand up. I mean, I've had enough people take scripture and just take it really weird. Uh, that you would think someone would say, we're standing and praying in church. And Jesus explicitly says not to stand and pray in church. But no one does that. No one has ever asked me, is it okay to pray out loud? It's always assumed. No one has ever come to me and say, hey, why do we pray out loud in church when the Bible says to pray in secret? Why do we do that? He says, don't pray out loud, but when you pray, go to your room and shut the door. So does this mean we shouldn't pray in front of other people? I mean, that's, a, that's a, one. So that's the, the, the first thing we want to say application-wise. It's okay to pray in church there, right? Because one, we need to understand this is a legitimate question. We can't, we can't write off this warning in Matthew 6. There's a real warning and a real danger that we would be foolish to ignore. There is a common danger that comes, a common temptation when everyone's around and it's time to pray. 
And we need to take, we need to be aware of that. We need to take Jesus' word seriously, especially if we're someone who always prays at church and very rarely prays when no one is around. You need to really take this seriously. If when we get together and we say, it's time to pray, and you're like, all right, I'm going to pray. Golly, I'm going to do it. Why? Because you'd be embarrassed if you didn't. And when you're home, you're not saying a word to God. You need to especially be looking at this temptation. Many times we think that praying in front of others is a sign of spiritual growth, but the Bible says here it might be a sign of spiritual weakness. Praying in front of others, the Bible says, is easy. There's a common temptation to pray and want to be seen. Giving in front of others is easy. If, we made, if, if, if it came to the time to give and everyone got up and gave, it would be far easier for you to give than if no one saw you doing it. If we had a thing where it was set up here and everybody walked up and put in some, it would be easy to give then. But it's hard to give when no one knows. It'd be easy to fast if everyone saw your hair all tussled up and everyone saw the morbid look on your face. Oh, look, they know it would be hard to fast when no one sees. And it is easy to pray when there are people here and hard to pray when it's only you and God. That's a very real temptation that the church must take seriously. So is it okay to pray? Yes, it is okay to pray in church. It is. This is not, I don't think this is forbidding church prayer. We do, though, need to realize that there are not very many prayers in Scripture that were prayed out loud. And the fact that we have this warning is real. I don't think Jesus is saying you can't pray out loud in church, but he's not saying nothing either. He's not saying nothing. And it's interesting that the first thing Jesus taught us was the warning, the warning about the dangers that come with praying when others are around. To be careful before you pray in front of others. We have flipped this because most believers feel shame and guilt for not praying in front of others. But very little of us have felt shame and guilt walking away and going, I think when I prayed, I didn't really think about God at all. I think the only reason I prayed is because we were in a circle and if I didn't pray, people were going to go, what's wrong with them? Instead of teaching people, hey, you've got to pray in front of others, we need to be teaching people, hey, pray alone, pray with God. Build that foundation and the praying in front of others will come with it because they won't think about others. They'll still be thinking about praying with God. This is what they do. God's here, I pray. Others are here too. That's all right. God's the one I care about. I pray. And this is why the church has to be careful with it. The church should never, should never demand that someone publicly pray. Because, I mean, there can be a, a type of shaming that goes with those who don't pray in front of others. But the Bible never commands us to pray in front of others. We're never warned about a temptation to not pray in front of others. There's never one verse that says not praying in front of others is a sign of a bad prayer life. We just don't have passages that say that. We don't have any passages that say praying out loud. That's a sign of a strong prayer life. Praying in front of others. That's what people do when they get strong in prayer, when they become more mature Christians. We don't have any passages that say that. 
But we do have passages that warn us about the dangers that come when you pray in front of others. We have to take those seriously. One of, one of the most dangerous things we can do to a believer in their prayer life is to rush them to pray in front of others before setting them to pray in front of the Lord God. Without first warning them. I mean, I, we've done it with kids, right? We do it typically with kids. You know, hey, do you want to pray? You should probably pray right now. We're all here praying and you're not praying with us. But we don't begin. I mean, how many times have we begun in teaching our kids about prayer, begun with the first warning, the same first warning that Jesus said, hey, we're going to pray and you're going to be tempted to want to pray too because we're here and because we're praying and because you want us to see you as praying. You don't want mommy and daddy to be disappointed. You don't want us to think things about you. And so you're going to be tempted to talk and think about us as you do it. But sweetie, when we're praying, we're, we're thinking about God and not each other. So we want you to know, honey, if, if we're praying and, and, and you're thinking about us and not about God, it's better for you to just not pray. And that's okay. Well, how many times have we begun with that? Instead, we go, all right, why didn't you, why didn't you pray? Why didn't you do it? What's going on? One of the greatest threats to church prayer, at least in Jesus' mind, the first thing he talked about in prayer to his people, something he must think is a great danger, is that as Christians, sometimes we pray out loud too easily, too flippantly. I mean, sometimes we don't even know that when we're praying, we walk a line of temptation Every time we lift our voice when others are in the room. You do. But I went my whole Christian life for the most part, never hearing that warning. And in fact, being told that the real danger is not to pray in front of others. The exact opposite of what Jesus warned about. So the church has to take these things seriously. Is it saying you can't pray in front of others? No, but it is saying something about the danger that comes when you're in the church or you're on the street corner and others are there and you pray. You must and the church must take that danger seriously. So what, what is it, what, So that's the first thing. What other application can we have from this? One is this question. Who are you thinking about when you pray? I mean, that's the big question. That's what's running behind all of these things. That's the problem for these people who are praying out loud. There's a a common tendency when you pray out loud to not think about God, but to think about who's listening to you. So ask yourself, when you pray, who are you thinking about? this This is wise insight from Christ into a common problem, either for a select group of people or for all. For, for some others, for, for some of us, listening is the reason that we pray. For others, listening is the reason you don't pray. For some people, the reason they pray is because other people can see them. For, for others, the other side of the coin is what? The reason you don't pray is because others can see you. Both of them are concerns. The one is trying to impress people by their prayers. 
The other is worried that they'll be embarrassed in front of people by their prayers. One prays, one doesn't, both are unhealthy. Because both are thinking about others instead of thinking about God. Both are unhealthy in that way. Our, 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 our prayer life in that situation is thinking about the wrong people. If you pray because other people are there and listening to you, that's unhealthy. And if you don't pray because your mind is on all the people that are there listening to you, that's unhealthy. So ask yourself, why am I praying? So ask yourself first, who am I thinking about when I pray? Make sure you're thinking about God, not about others. And then ask yourself, why? Why am I praying? The the problem for these hypocrites wasn't that they were praying in public. It's that what they really wanted in their prayers was to be seen and, and to get glory as someone who prays. And that's why Jesus says they've received their reward because the reward they wanted was to be seen. They got their reward. He doesn't mean they got the thing that they prayed for. Otherwise, it would be like, pray out loud and try to be seen so God will get your reward. What's he saying? They want to be seen and they got their reward. There's a common and dangerous temptation and a reason to guard our lips before we pray is to ask ourselves, why am I about to pray this? Why? What am I wanting? Why am I praying? Is So let's say we're in a group and someone has prayed and there's that odd, awkward silence. We're like, well, surely more of us should pray than that one person because this verse over here, no, no verse says that. Uh, but there's that weird, like, do, should someone else pray? Should we? And you go, well, I want to fill. You know, I, don't, I've, I mean, I've done this. I'll admit, filled the void, right? Filled the awkwardness because no one's praying. I, at the time, didn't feel like I had, I, I was thinking literally about others. I mean, what are people going to think if no one else prays right now? I, I didn't think, well, oh man, God's here. I, I, should, I should probably pray because now's the chance for me. I haven't mentioned this prayer and I can pray and it'll be good for others and good for me to, to, to hear this. Ask yourselves, what, is my prayer, like if we're praying, is my prayer adding anything to what we've already prayed? If, if prayer is asking God to do something, and let's say we're praying and Jerry has asked God to bless our time, and I am praying with him as he's praying that. I'm going, yes, Lord, do that. And then it comes time to me. I don't have to just fill the gap by asking the same thing. Am I asking something that's been already asked by, by all of us? Or am I just praying because we're supposed to pray and say something? Why am I praying? Am I praying because I really have a request? I want to ask God to answer and I want to ask it in a way that will edify not just me, but that others need to hear it, that they might be edified in the asking as well. Or am I praying because if I don't, I won't look like a strong Christian? Or am I praying because I want people to think I've got a great relationship with God? Is that my real wish? Is that my real desire? Is that the reward that I'm looking for? If so, Jesus is clear. Don't pray. It doesn't mean 
It doesn't mean don't pray at all. Just join with others in prayer. Join with them, but you don't have to, you don't have to voice your voice out loud for others to hear what you're saying or you've got to say. Do you, do you have to pray in front of others? No. But might there be reasons behind why you're not? Yes. Or why you are? Yes. Churches need to be careful about creating in church prayer a hotbed for this very temptation. And, and Zachary is very careful when we go to prayer time and we're all together to say, if the spirit leads you to pray, pray because we want to make it very clear just because we're all in this circle doesn't mean everyone has to pray at this time because there is no command for everyone to have to do that there is a warning about tempting people to do that it's funny so we're we're in this pat i always think we're in this passage in 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 matthew 6 where it's it's handled this way right so you've basically got the same principles for fast or for giving for prayer and for fasting imagine if we handled giving and fasting the same way we often handle prayer. So the warning of this temptation and giving and this warning of temptation and prayer and this warning of a common temptation in, in fasting, Jesus called us to be careful about being seen in any of those. Imagine if the church model for giving was much like the church model for prayer. For all of us to sit in a circle as we write our checks, right? Right? That would be ridiculous. Imagine if, it's the same exact example. You want to be seen? So let's all, we're going to sit in a circle. All right, I want everyone to break into small groups and we're all going to give. Uh, imagine if what was thought was, Jerry's going to sit and sign his check. And when he's done, he's going to look over and Matt's going to sit and sign his check. And then James is going to sign his, I mean, we would never do that, right? And yet, that has, like, we're imagine if it was, you know, fasting, and we're going to get together and everyone's going to, and Jerry's going to push his plate away. And then Tanner's going to push his plate away. And we would never do that with those other things mentioned in this exact section with the same temptation. And yet the church, if we are not careful, those would be ridiculous. That would, of course, tempt people. That would tempt people to do the very thing that Jesus warns about, Pastor. Exactly. So the church must be careful in making very clear that when we're praying together, there is no prerequisite for you to have to voice anything out loud because you are not praying to us. You are praying to God. Now, don't let this stop you from praying out loud, but let it make you purposeful when you pray. Take every thought and every word captive on your tongue. When, especially, Jesus says, when you pray. So ask yourself, why am I praying? But people, I know some of you out there are really happy right now because you don't like to pray out loud. You don't want to pray in front of anybody. You're like, secret room, got it. Ask yourself, why am I not praying? 
Meaning this, maybe you're, maybe you're not praying is a sign. Not, you're not praying out loud because you're like, I, pr- I want to be cautious. I want to be purposeful. You are just as much focusing on those around you as the other people are. They want to be seen. And they think very little about God before they pray. You're afraid of being seen. But think very little about God before you don't pray. Is it okay to pray out loud? Yes. God doesn't need to hear your voice, all of those things. But if the reason you don't pray is that others might see you, if that's your reason, I don't want to pray out loud because others might see me, well, rejoice, you got your reward. Others didn't see you pray. You got your reward. If you can make a request of God that might edify the body of Christ, but you don't because you're afraid of what other people might think of you, you are just as guilty as the hypocrite because your thoughts are on yourself and others instead of on God. And so let me say this with these things. There's another common temptation uh, as we end is this. Don't assume why others are praying or not praying. That's going to be the temptation for us is to assume. So we get this text and, and it can be easy to, to assume, well, so you got someone not praying. Well, they must be weak or just thinking about people. They're probably not praying because they're thinking about other people. And, and so that's why they're not praying. And whenever anyone is praying out loud, we are all praying with that person. So if like, if we pray right now and I led you in prayer, I assume you are all praying with me. That we are all going to the Lord. It's not like you shut down and you're not talking to God in that time. You're not agreeing. You're not saying an amen to God with me. So we are all praying. So if someone isn't praying out loud, we can't assume, well, they must be thinking about others. So they're not praying. The Bible doesn't, doesn't tell us to do that. They might just have nothing to add, and that's fine. But also, beware of the danger that can come with Matthew 6 of saying, well, so-and-so likes to pray, or so-and-so is praying. I bet they're just thinking about people. They probably just want to be seen. That's the only reason that they pray. They must be just like the hypocrites, or they just want to be seen. Could that be true? Yes, Jesus does warn of that. But we must not assume that those who stand and pray are only doing it to be seen. Jesus doesn't say, don't stand and pray. He says, don't stand and pray to be seen by others. And then ask yourself, lastly, what reward are you seeking in prayer? The reward of how others see you or the reward of being seen by God. One is a small thing, a trifling thing, a pathetic thing when compared with the chance to be seen, heard, and known by the Lord God Almighty. Let's bow our heads. Let's take a moment and just ask ourselves those questions. Just consider them in our heads. 
meditate on Jesus' warning here. Be careful about standing and praying to be seen by others. Instead, go to your room, shut the door, and pray in secret. And God, who sees in secret, your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Look at your prayer life. Are you someone who is far more likely to pray when other people are around than you are when no one is around? Are you someone who's, who's more motivated to pray when, when people are here than when they're not? Or are you someone who will definitely not pray when people are around? Because the one you're thinking about isn't God, but people. You love to talk to God and lift all your requests up to him all day long when no one else is there. That's great. Well, that God is still there when the church is gathered with you. It's a Christian. Be purposeful. What is Jesus trying to tell us? Be purposeful before you open your mouth. Instead of praying to be seen by others, pray to be seen by God. And God will reward you. What glorious person do you want to be seen by when you pray? What glo- whose glory are you worried about? Are you seeking your own glory, the glory that comes when others think highly of you? And so you pray because others think highly of you. Or are you seeking to be seen by God? That's the question Jesus is asking us. And that's the question we must answer before we open our mouths in front of anyone. Christian, seek to be seen by God. Let your prayers be God-focused, God-driven, and god directed let's pray god we join together right now as a body lifting up a request to you we ask father that you would work this warning in our hearts this warning that when we pray our thoughts might be on others instead of on you And so, God, I pray that we would take, we'd take Jesus' warning seriously, Father. That we would, we would not lift our voices, pray out loud, pray in front of others because our thoughts are on them. But our thoughts would be on you and, and only then would we open up and lift up a request to you. So, Father, help us in our prayers. Help us to be biblical. Help us to be focused on you instead of focused on ourselves or others. Help us to want to be rewarded by you. Who gives such greater rewards than anything anyone in this world could give us. What a shallow thing, God, for us to care about what others think about us. And for that to either drive us to pray or not pray. What a piddling reward. When instead, you, by your spirit, can motivate your church 
to lift up holy hands and requests to you to seek your good on behalf of ourselves and our church body. So, Father, teach us to be purposeful as we pray. Teach us to take our thoughts captive, that we might be thinking only of you, and help us to take our words captive. That every word that comes off our lips, every prayer would be directed to you. For our good, but for your glory. We ask these things in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.